Boom. Hi, everypony, and welcome to Macintosh and Mod, the show about My Little Pony from two adults who love it in spite of their children. to Macintosh and Mon. I'm Diana, aka Mod. And I'm David, aka Macintosh. It's season seven, episode 16, Campfire Tales. Pesky flighters nearly ruined the cutie Mark Crusader's big sister, little sister camping trip until the older ponies relate tales of inspiring legends. It's a Crusader's repeat. Yes, we've been on this camping trip before. We've done this before. Sort of. Sort of. Kind but, of. But it's new this time. And because it's new, we have a guest. We have a first time guest. <gasps> Who is our first time guest? Our guest is the one, the only, the founding member, well, one of the founding members of the Roll to Play Network, cast member of the Red Death. It's Tim Devine. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming to talk ponies with us. I'm so happy to be able to talk ponies with you. You asked me a while back and I've been eager ever since. So we always start this way with our guests. What is your My Little Pony history experience? Oh, wow. So I'm old. I'm pretty old. And my little sister had like the original My Little Pony figures. Mm-hmm. And I remember I remember very vividly like those ver- ver- like versus all of her other toys that she had, like Barbies or different dolls. Those ones were like pretty intriguing. And uh, I didn't know anything about the show or anything like that or I I think there were movies and things, yes. but, but I remember her playing with those. And then what's funny is when I met uh, my now wife, Kristen, who's been on other things with, with the both of you, she had this little briefcase full of toys. <laughs> this like little, this little cabbage patch briefcase full of toys. That was like her little, like when I was younger, this was my stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you opened it up, there were like three of those same little ponies. Oh, those nice. Little, little ponies. And so now my two-year-old, my now two-year-old is playing with those in our Aww. house. So I don't know much about the shows or the movies or the lore, but I remember the merchandise, which I think was the point, right? Oh. Back then. <laughs> that was the sh- that was the point back then. That's still the point now. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, let's be clear. The whole point of the show is to push the merchandise. It was a toy line before it was ever media property. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The thing is, the merchandise now also just points to the show. It's, it's yeah. a, it's a, what is that? What's that word? Synchronous synergy. It's synergized. It's properly synergized. Vertical integration. It's no, <laughs> no, because that just goes one way. No, it goes up and down. Eh, does it? Yes. Is that, is that what that means? Does it? Vertical integration means one thing owns the entire process. Okay. Versus horizontal integration. Okay. Thank you, Jack Donaghy. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, now now it points back to the show and there's actually like quality television behind it, or at least in my opinion, is quality television. Better storytelling. I think so. Oh I mean, God. this show makes me cry about a bajillion times and then I scream at it for making me have feelings, <laughs> uh, which is also very well documented on this podcast. Fortunately, <laughs> this episode, not as many tears. Uh, no tears. This good one, stories. Good stories. No, no tears. No tears. This wasn't a feelings episode. Thank God. <laughs> no pony therapy this week. We've had a lot of pony therapy this season. So much. So, Tim, you're lucking out. You're just getting some cool pony lore. No therapy. 
Thank you. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. So have you watched any of this series prior to us giving you this episode? Uh, so I've seen I've seen bits and pieces. My my daughter and my son both have watched bits and pieces. But you know how kids are. They like sure. go from one show to another to, an, you know, and mm-hmm. so I don't know, like I, I couldn't tell you any of their names. But I did have a brief experience with uh, a game that you, Diana, had made. <laughs> Uh, a role-playing game <laughs> that we played. So I got to know more about the types of ponies and I learned the term cutie mark through that. So that was <laughs> that was like, I'm learning sort of like tangentially through other media. So was there anything about the world when you watch us that needs some clearing up? I don't think so. I think because this one was sort of like going back into a bunch of different stories, mm-hmm. like of different things, like it, it sort of jumped around. Uh, so I didn't have a lot of time to linger on anything really weird for too long. I did catch a few things like like the, the flighters, mm-hmm. the spider flies. The, those were pretty cool. Is, are those like recurring things or, or is that like a recurring theme in, in My Little Pony where they like they mash up things like an Avatar The Last Airbender, like they mash up beings? Sort of like we've had other creatures. This is the first time we've had flighters, but we've had a bugbear, which is quite sounds exactly what it sounds like. It's a bug that looks like a bear. We've had parasprites. Parasprites. Okay. okay. So just weird infestation type things cute cutesy mashups of horrifying things yeah Uh uh-huh cool okay yeah it's about that yeah it's kind of how those things work yeah but i don't think i have anything else that like stood out to me as like i just don't get it sometimes i I also i'm a little bit primed because i've got little kids they watch a lot of really weird cartoons and so at some point you just gotta let it go stop asking (laughs) questions You've got that suspension of disbelief down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they haven't gotten into like, they, they don't watch any SpongeBob stuff, but I know I, I've seen like one or two episodes of that in my life. And it, when you watch stuff like that, you just stop, you stop questioning anything. You just let it happen to you. Yeah. But there's, there's a genius to SpongeBob that if I watch it too much, I will start dissecting. And no, we're not doing a SpongeBob podcast. No. No, and I apologize for even opening that can. I will uh... <laughs> I will lose brain cells. All right, well, let's get into this episode. We start with the group is setting up a tent. We've got Applejack, Apple Bloom, Rarity, Sweetie Belle, Scootaloo, and Rainbow Dash. So we got the sister crew, basically. Mm-hmm. Hey, kid, get over here. And so Apple Bloom comes over and she's helping set up their apple decorated tent i love it okay they're all very themed according to the ponies we love a theme and we double down on it as always <laughs> Whew, tents are looking good and we made good time today at this rate we'll be at winsome falls by tomorrow we should do the annual big sister little sister camping trip every weekend then it wouldn't be annual and if we did it every weekend it probably wouldn't be as special but the more we do it, the better we get at camping. Remember the first time we came here and Rarity had that ginormous tent? It was a lot. It it was a lot. She had like 12,000 bags. It it was too much. This is only the second time we've actually seen this as viewers, but this apparently is annual. And the first time that they did this was in season three, episode six, mm. Sleepless in Ponyville. Gosh, that's a long time ago. Yeah, season three seems, feels like a millennia <laughs> ago. I heard that. I've gotten much better at roughing it, haven't I? Yep. This time you only packed three suitcases. The apple stared at her. I know what you're thinking, but I promise I only brought the essentials. Like those light thingies? And we see that Rarity has hung lanterns and trees. Hey. Lots of lanterns. Like paper lanterns and trees. And they're gorgeous. They are. They provide some ambiance. 
well, of course, what is life if you can't make it beautiful? Mm. Hey, hey, Mm-mm. uh-uh, I'm not going to deal with this from you. Mm-mm. Rarity made it pretty. No, <laughs> this is bad. I, I did that. I had that down in my notes. Uh, uh, what was the deal with the paper lanterns for wall camping? <laughs> I, <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. <laughs> Rarity's extra. Okay. Oh, that makes sense now. And, okay. and that everything she does, she has to make extra. <laughs> and that Rarity's an extra pony. Yes, I said it. Really? I, I had to. I had to. Tim's new. I have to tell him. I don't like Rarity. No. It's very controversial. I hate her. In I fact, don't you her. don't believe she should be part of the main six. No, I think she should be like a secondary pony. And I defend Rarity. And that Fuck. is a whole common theme running throughout the entirety of this show. I don't actually hate her. I just... Uh... No. You have you have to take that position. She's extra. <laughs> I've camped with people like that before. Yeah, there you go. And camping, ew. Look. Even, okay, even I know that's too much. I just love the fact that Sweetie Belle is not being like side-eye about this. She's actually genuinely impressed by Rarity only packing three suitcases. This is improvement. Especially because Rarity had to carry like an entire luggage cart and a half's worth of suitcases up the mountain the last time so this is where my friend's husband's rule is very wise whatever you pack you carry he's like you want to bring three suitcases to the airport that's fine you're carrying three suitcases i ain't gonna do it the end that's his rule and i'm like that's genius it's a it's a dangerous rule when camping though because if you go camping with a group of people and somebody decides to only bring a small backpack because they don't want to carry all that stuff they're going to be asking you for things all trip long it depends on the type of camping you're doing and where and the season we're talking wintertime camping screwed <laughs> screwed yeah mount everest climbing screwed yeah and also <laughs> is this an experienced camper or a novice so then there's some bushes rustling off in the distance. Mm-hmm. Mm, these berries look good enough to eat. Don't! According to my book, they're extremely poisonous. Rainbow Dash instantly drops all of the berries she started gathering. Not good. And then a leaf lands on the ground. <gasps> and this scares Scootaloo, and then she steps on a branch, and that scares her more, and then she sees the cave, and that scares her, and she screams. Ah! What? I heard something, I stepped on something, and I saw that creepy cave. I guess I still get a little bit scared out here, even after the last camping trip. Don't worry, kid. You got a big sister this time. And then she gives her a noogie. It's very sweet. This looks amazing. And I start, I lay out this beautiful picnic. That's a heck of a spread. This is is a great spread. This is going to be the best big sister slash little sister camping trip ever. And Apple Bloom goes to take a big bite. And then she sees a giant bug on her food. And next thing you know, there's a swarm. Everybody starts being swarmed by all of them. They're buzzing. Everybody screams. And it's My Little Pony time. (laughs) So now everyone's getting bitten. They're being chased. They're freaking out. Ow! What are these things? Ah! Flatters! Every pony, run for cover! Don't get stuck in there! And she walks right into one of their... Web. And now she has been hogtied by the flighter's web. I'm impressed. I'm impressed that Applejack got hogtied. Well, she's trying... She's paying attention to the other ponies. 
So I don't think she really, the, the flighters took advantage and <laughs> hogtied the cow pony. I love it. That she's the apple pony. She's not a cow pony. Well, that's fair. The farm pony. Farm pony. The apple pony. Now what? Follow me, every pony. And they all go into the cave. Applejack is still hogtied, but she is jumping into the cave. Ah, not the scary cave. And so they're able to get in. And so we can still hear the flighters swarm and they're buzzing. Where did those terrible bugs come from? And why did they destroy our camp? Ugh. Flighters are from the Luna Bay area. Never seen them this far east, though. Probably attracted to the food. Best wait here until they're gone. Oh, Apple Rot. What are we supposed to do now? We had games to play and marshmallows to roast at camp, and here we got nothing. Apple Bloom is saying more apple puns than Applejack at this As point. As she gets older, she start, she just started with the apple puns. There, there's so many puns, Tim. So many puns. That's what we're here for. And Rarity has started to comb her hair. Hmm, that's not entirely true. We have each other. Bar. Excuse me? How is that an offensive statement? It's just so annoying. <laughs> you're annoying i think you're the one who's got the problem here (laughs) you're not wrong (laughs) that's right and if you girls want to maybe we could tell some stories to pass the time you want stories i've got a ton of stories spoiler alert they're all about me and how awesome i am i was thinking more like campfire stories but we don't even have a campfire i got this so rainbow dash flies out Flies back with the campfire, and she is covered, swollen with bug bites. She is awesome. She, but she's not always very smart. No, I like that she drops the fire like the like with the rocks and the sand. Like how did there's no there's no <laughs> earth there's no earth underneath it. So somehow she carried flame logs and all a, a circle of rocks independently laying rocks and, and dropped it in the. That's more impressive to me than braving the flighters. And she's so fast. So the, it makes sense that she was able to keep it all together, but she was so fast she didn't snuff it out. I don't know. She's it, that awesome. This is usually something that we would we would just put up to Pinkie Pie because Pinkie Pie does not obey the laws of physics. No, but Rainbow Dash usually does. Yeah, no. But also she can fly, so who knows. Wow, that was brave. Uh, uh, it was no biggie. <coughs> We aren't going to tell scary stories like our last camping trip, are we? It's bad enough just being in here. And, of course, the last time, it was spooky stories. Spooky stories, and Scootaloo had a bunch of bad nightmares. So, yeah, she does not want to relive that again. <laughs> no! Don't worry, Scootaloo. I was going to tell you mine and Apple Bloom's favorite legend. Ooh, you mean Rock Huff? I love that one. He's so strong. And when he... Apple Bloom, shush, we haven't heard it yet. Oh, okay, but it's good. I love Apple Bloom in this episode. She's so excited to hear this story <laughs> that she could clearly recite all on her own from top to bottom. She is excited. Well, it's true. Rock Hoof was known far and wide for his incredible strength, but it didn't start out that way. You see, Rock Hoof was a tiny little fella, the son of a farmer. Just like us. <laughs> so then we, we transport. To a village. A Viking village. It's clearly a Viking village. I love it so much. There's flute music. This is our Viking tale. And these ponies. These ponies are pretty cool. They're rad as hell. Like They've got armor. They've got braided manes. They've got windmills. Pretty good. They're pretty awesome. They lived in the village that sat at the foot of a gigantic volcano. And the village was protected by an elite group of guard ponies 
called the Mighty Helm. And it's here that we see our first Brando Pony option of the week. It is going to be Hammer Strike. He's wearing a helmet and he's got a blonde beard, mane and tail. And he's got a little hammer cutie mark. Very, very Marvel's Thor looking. Yeah, he's cool. Young Rockhoof wanted nothing more than to be part of the Mighty Helm. We see little weakling, scrawny Rockhoof. Little scrawny cult of a horse and he's it's very like sword in the stone his axe is stuck in a stump and he cannot get it out nope but rock hoof wouldn't take no for an answer then one fateful day while he's digging holes in front of the outhouses which i do appreciate that they gave horses outhouses i i appreciate that (laughs) yeah but what what cute pony my little pony type name would they call those because they've got like they call them like you know village ponies and everything has like that kind of you know like i don't know enough about it but but what would they what would they name the the outhouses i think like stalls maybe just stalls yep horse stalls (laughs) pony stalls got it i like that there's a pun there somewhere but he but he's he's digging holes though out in well well in front of them like i don't know what purpose that hole would serve like unless the the pony stalls are very close to like the little pony graveyard because what what, are, what is he digging that hole for well maybe that's where the outhouses are gonna go <laughs> oh so they're installing the maybe they're installing them this oh, is okay. their upgrade yeah this is this is, this is an up-and-coming viking up-and-coming village viking, viking village. Uh, pony viking the, village the viking ponies had some plumbing they have this is their plumbing i like it all right this is how ingenious they are then one fightful day the volcano erupted this is my favorite part. And so the other ponies are like, what, what happened, happened next? The molten lava poured down the side of the volcano and try as they might, the mighty helm couldn't figure out a way to save the village. So all the, the village ponies are kind of freaking out and the mighty helm decided to get on their Viking boat and sail away. <laughs> like, just give it the fuck up, I guess. Like, Yeah, real, real fast. Like right after they say, let's try as they may, the mighty helm. It's like they're already on the boat. They didn't try. (laughs) There was no trying. No. And they basically just like they let they let the village ponies stay behind. This is bullshit. (laughs) Well, okay. The mighty home sucks. Hold on. But the village ponies didn't want to leave their homes. They spent their entire lives there. They had nowhere else to go. That's the explanation. I don't care. It's stupid. Were the Mighty Helm not members of the village, though? Didn't they Didn't they spend their Why didn't they stay to defend the village and the villagers? <laughs> they just took off the deuce. Bye. So Rockhoof decided to do something crazy. Rockhoof starts digging. Okay. And he's digging. He's and he's digging. digging. And he's not getting very far. No. because he's But little, he is digging. He's a little pony. So he thinks he can divert the lava to save the village. He's digging a trench. All right. Cool. This is this is not dumb. And so we cut back over to the ponies. Wait a minute. All by himself? It'd be impossible for one pony to dig a trench fast enough to stop the lava. I mean, even I couldn't do that. And Apple Bloom is freaking out. Good thing Rockhoof didn't believe in the word impossible. And so we cut back to Rockhoof. He continued to work, knowing the odds were against him, but determined to push through it. Then something magical happened. Then, like, magic lightnings, like, hits his shovel, 
And basically he transforms into this giant stallion and has this huge, awesome Stormbreaker-esque shovel. He's ripped. He's huge. And he just, he doesn't even do anything for a moment. He just kind of looks down and is like, what the hell? And then he just takes off with this shovel as though he is, I don't even know what the right word is. He's a drill. He's a drill. Rockhoof got visibly stronger, but the lava was getting closer. Yeah, he takes off. And this is the equivalent to Maud and Pinky when they've got their pickaxes and they're digging. Which, I don't know. Tim, you won't understand that reference, but we have seen other earth ponies, which these are earth ponies, do similar actions while digging. So we're like, we've seen this book. Four. Very talented diggers. I wonder. I wonder. Uh-huh. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of interesting ties here to some other pony things. Yep. But it's also just a kick-ass story. Yeah, it's cute. So he's racing. He's trying to dig through the trench. The lava is flowing. Mm-hmm. And then it flows into the water. Yeah. He was able to divert, divert the lava. Through his extraordinary determination and sheer force of will, Rockhoof more than earned his place in the mighty helm. Which I don't know why. They're the worst. They suck. They left. <laughs> Yay! Yay! So then the little kids, the Cutie Mark Crusaders are cheering and they're giving each other noogies. <laughs> Good story, Applejack. Even if it wasn't about me. <laughs> I love that story, no matter how many times I hear it. Why don't we see if it's safe to head back to camp? Uh, girls, there is no camp to go back to. And they look at the camp and it is completely covered in the flighter webs. It's like gone. All our hard work is ruined. Whew. This is not good. Like, Sweetenville is sad. Well, yeah, they did a lot of hard work. Sure. <laughs> it's just very forced. This framework is very forced. There, there, Sweetie Belle. Not to worry. How? Our camp was so pretty, and this cave is so not. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. It's like, a cave. Com- okay, the comparison? Fair. And then... I kind of like this. This is sweet. Oh, no, 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 no. Not true. There's beauty in everything. Even these blah rocks really aren't blah. If you look closely, you can see flecks of gold in them. And the way the firelight dances on the cave wall, shadow and light. Oh, it's so gorgeous. And she's doing... She somehow turns her hoofs into a shadow puppet of Twilight Sparkle as a ballerina. Which is a callback. Which is a callback to a previous episode this season. Which like, why? Y- none of y'all were there for that. It's just funny. It's just dumb. <laughs> but I appreciate it as a viewer. I'm starting to think you hate this episode. We'll get to it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get there. But the hoof and shadow stuff is pretty cool. I, I appreciate her attempt to cheer up her sister. Sweetie Belle, have I ever told you about my favorite legend? No, I didn't know you had one. Her name was Mistmane. Mistmane? Isn't she the old wrinkly sorceress with the flower? <clears throat> yes. I love how blunt Rainbow Dash is. <laughs> like, she clearly does not care about this story at all. <laughs> and Rarity's like, if you would shut up for a minute, I would talk to you about it. I might tell you all the cool shit you don't know about Rainbow Dash. <laughs> shut it. <laughs> but did you know she used to be the most beautiful unicorn in all the land? And then Rainbow Dash... No. She gave a little face, too, and she responded. It was such a good face. She's just mad. She's like, why are these stories not about me? I'm the best pony. Come on. (laughs) Which I did not ascribe to her being the best pony. So what happened to her? 
So what, so what happened, happened to her? her? Well, Miss Vane was a very promising young sorceress. We transport to our samurai story. It's more of a, a Buddhist Asian style legend for sure. Yeah. Samurai's a little weird. They fight with snakes. With dragon snakes. They're not snakes. They're dragons. They're dragon snake things. <laughs> <laughs> she it's... was as talented as she was beautiful and kind. Every pony loved her and missed her when she was sent to the finest magic school. And this is where we meet our second random pony option of the week. It is Peaceful Flower. Uh, and she's a green unicorn and she's got a lotus flower for her cutie mark. And she is standing there when Mist Main says goodbye to everybody. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the episode, Tim, we will ask you the most important question of the show, which is who the Rando Pony of the Week is. Yeah. I'm ready. Mm. While she was gone, she was delighted to find out that her best friend, Sable Spirit, was crowned Empress. She couldn't wait to return home when she finished her studies. But once she arrived, she was devastated by what she saw. And so we, what we've seen is this beautiful town with all these flowers and these happy people. And now it is completely broken down and bare. And gray. It's just gray and dismal. What happened here? The Empress happened. She makes every pony work day and night on her palace. We don't have time to take care of anything else. But that can't be. I know her. She would never do this. But there was no denying what was in front of her. And so then we see this little, little colt running with a flower, this beautiful flower, and this carriage come by, which is clearly carrying the empress, stops and magics the flower away from the colt and takes it. Oh, sad little colt. Oh, well, now I'm going to cry a little bit. My feelings. Really? Eh, it's an adorable little colt. He's really adorable. I wish he had a name because he would have been a random pony option if he did. <laughs> he was cute. Cuteness helps. <laughs> <laughs> Sable Spirit took everything that was beautiful away from any pony else, and Miss Mane was sure there had to be some explanation. And so we cut it back to the cave. I'd assume there was too if some pony told me either one of you'd gone evil. Yeah, I'd never believe it. I know. I've seen the way you two get when you miss breakfast. And they glare at her. <laughs> Just kidding. I'd want answers too. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a great dig. <laughs> it's a great dig, your friends. Like, you two are evil, I swear. <laughs> so did Mistmane. She went to confront her friend. Sable, is that you? Don't tell me you don't recognize your old friend. And she's got a veil over her face, so you clearly can't see who she is. Uh-huh. I don't. My friend would never work our families and friends to the bone for something as silly as a palace. Silly? My palace is a beacon of beauty. Any pony who passes will be in awe of its majesty. It's not. It's, it's no. I mean, like, it's nice, but it's not, like, a place of majesty. It's, it, that palace was so gorgeous because of how gorgeous the rest of the village was. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, big and nice. Whatever. <laughs> and so they fight back and forth, and basically, Sable Spirit says that, I'm mad at you, I'm jealous, because you got to go to magic school and you were pretty, so I took all the pretty away from everybody else. But it cost me my pretty, so now I appear super freaking old. She's not even, she's actually still beautiful. But she's just old. Yeah, she's a pretty pony. She's just old. I was like, what? And now she's like, I'm going to take your pretty away from you. And Miss Main's like, I can't let you do that. Let me. <laughs> and now they got a magic duel with their magic dragon snakes. 
So they do that. I love I love the sort of Zen Kung Fu style of Mist Maid. Yeah, like she's It's like the fashion it's like the fashion week version of of like Grasshopper, you know? Because <laughs> 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 she's she's like, no, all, all of the all of that Zen philosophy, but it's all channeled through everything has to be beautiful still. <laughs> exactly. Exactly correct. I like that when Sable is defeated, the guard ponies cheer. That's <laughs> great. Also, the second they start fighting, those two guard ponies, gone. They're done. Nope. They look like, "Uh uh-uh, something bad's going to happen to us if we stick around. My favorite part of this entire episode was the Disney villain character that that Sable pony was because, Mm -hmm. like... Like there were so many, like she, she's jealous and vain and, and shallow and very dramatic. She uses magic to like take all the, all the good Mm -hmm. away. And she's angry about other people being prettier than her. This is just so Disney villain. But then she busts out a like black thorn vine, Maleficent style spell on, on. Mist Mane. And then they fight. She she has dragon. So she gets the dragon out. It's like, all this is like. I was watching it, I'm like, wow. And it was such a rapid su- succession of, of like a montage of Disney uh-huh. films. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's real fast. It happens so quickly. <laughs> they are, they're nothing if not really good at telling big stories in a very short amount of time. You have 22 minutes. Let's go. <laughs> especially, especially in ones where they're telling little stories in between the big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every pony thought Sable's spirit was defeated. And that was that. But Mist May knew there was more she could do to help. Beauty isn't everything, but Mist May knew that it does have the power to make ponies smile. So we see Mist May go back into the town square and so she takes that pretty flower that had been taken from the little cult. And Mist May kind of like uses her magic and takes the beauty from the flower and makes it radiate throughout the entire town and puts the magic back everywhere. And then it makes her it ages her. So, so she sacrifices her beauty for the whole, like the, like the world, quote unquote. Oh, she also restored Sable Spirit's beauty as well. She's not ugly. No, her, like, I didn't say she turned ugly. It just, it aged her. I know. She sacrificed know. her beauty. Like, this is also why, of course, this is Rarity's favorite story. Oh, stop it. Of course it is. Being old doesn't make you ugly or less beautiful. The Calm down, people. The point that I love from Rarity yes. here is just that spreading beauty is way better than trying to hoard it for yourself. Oh, yeah. You should share beauty. You should share beautiful things. And share share that with other people so that you can... That's that's the real joy of it. Yes, I, I agree with the message of sharing beauty. And so, like, fit, fit, like read the thing. <laughs> Sable's spirit was so touched that she vowed to be more like her friend in the ways that mattered. From then on, she ruled with kindness and compassion. Even though she gave away her physical beauty, she dedicated her life to spreading beauty all over Equestria. Anytime you go out of your way to brighten some ponies' day by doing something like giving them flowers, you're following in the hoofsteps of Mist Mane. And as Mist Mane is walking, there's a path of flowers, like, being growing behind her. And then it crossfades into Rarity doing the shadow on the cave wall, and I was like, that's awesome. I think she's my favorite legend, too. Aww. And then flighters. Flighters have made their way into the cave. That can't be good. Nope. Ugh, these flighters won't quit. What do they want from us now? Well, like it or not, we're food too. And I've got the bites to prove it. 
What are we gonna do? They're almost here! So uh, Rainbow Dash decides to kick the cave to uh, make the ceiling fall in, sealing them in! Rainbow Dash. I mean, it solved a problem. <laughs> it solved a problem. This this is this is typically Rainbow Dash's uh, best part, you know? Solve one problem, cause several more. Yep. What? Now those bugs can't get in. Scootaloo, panicking. And, and we can't get out. Cut to commercial. Back from commercial. Now let, let's all just stay calm. Let me relight this fire. And so she does. And like the flames are crackling. And Scootaloo's starting to calm down a little bit. We just have to wait until the swarm moves on. Then we'll think of a way out. How long will that be? Don't bears live in caves? Whoa, 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 Scootaloo. You're focusing on the wrong things. You have a plan? Close. I have a story. Let me guess. It's about you? <laughs> Practically. It's about my favorite legend, Flash Magnus. That's the worst name ever. What? Flash Magnus is a horrible name. <laughs> it's a horrible name. He's I, a Roman pony. He's a centurion pony. I, I don't like Flash Magnus. <laughs> now, you don't Ma like it. You don't like it because it's a porn star name. Well, there's that. But Magnus Flash would have been better. Ah, interesting. Flash Magnus is, it does sound like a porn star name. I didn't even think of that. Now you made it dirty, David. Well, you know, here we are on our grown-up My Little Pony show. I mean, there's a furry out there with that name. You know it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not touching that one. Nope. <laughs> Wasn't he the pony who took the on the dragons? Dragons? Big, scary, mean ones? Or, like, Spike? Oh, these were definitely the big, scary, mean kind. <laughs> and every other pony just glares at Rainbow Dash. Like, really? Like, why would you do this? <laughs> what are you doing, Rainbow? You adopted this filly as your little sister. Read the room. Then <laughs> Dash, but, but not too scary. You can sit closer to me if you want. Whoosh! <laughs> Scootaloo is right under her wing. Mm -hmm. A long time ago, before the Wonderbolts were even founded. And so now we are in a Roman story mm -hmm. with a bunch of flying ponies in armor, which is, which is cool. So we've had Vikings. I'm still calling it a samurai story and a Roman story, which is very cool for like a set of legend stories. Flying centurions. Flash Magnus was a lowly cadet in the Royal Legion. You know, we get the propeller noises and... I, I love that they make sounds like they're flying planes. Yes. Even though they just have wings. And they salute with their wings, I saw. I know! They do. Their wings are extra appendages. And the Legion needed to fly over the Dragonlands to get to their comrades on the other side. But as they got closer to the dragons... They flew into a giant amount of dragon smog. The dragons attacked! <sighs> you said this wasn't too scary. And at this point, uh, Scootaloo is clawing at her mouth. Like hooves pulling her mouth up over her face. Yep. She's trying to hide within her own body. Scootaloo, if you just hang in there, what? Aunt Rainbow Dash yanks her off of her face. I said, if you just hang in there, I promise you'll like the ending. So, like I was saying, Flash Magnus and the Royal Legion tried to get past the dragons but the dragons wouldn't let them. Everybody retreat. Flash Magnus and a few other cadets were separated from the battalion. 
He managed to get away, but the dragons captured his friends and took them back to their lair. And so Flash tries to follow, but he gets pulled back. And then, you know, they land into like this crater because that's apparently where they're safe. Commander, we need to save our captured comrades. I appreciate your loyalty, Flash Magnus, but getting past those dragons is going to be impossible. Nothing will work. The commander was right. You can't outfight dragons. But you can outthink them. And Scootaloo is still freaking the fuck out. I mean, this is not a good story to tell Scootaloo. <laughs> this is horrible, Rainbow Dash. She's, she's not necessarily oh, the best oh. sister. She's new at this. She's new at the sister thing. <laughs> Reference to it being a battalion. Like the numbers required, like Roman battalion. Yes. Be like in the 400s or something. Like <laughs> clearly, clearly the battalion is like, what, eight? <laughs> There's like they got separated. Six or eight of them yet? Yeah, yeah, they got separated. Eight. <laughs> oh sure. Large scale battles. Commander Ironhead, I'm pretty sure I can outfly the dragons. If I can lure them into chasing me, you all can sneak into the lair and retrieve our friends before they get back. Are you really willing to take that chance, soldier? I am, sir. And he salutes with his wings. It's a very brave thing you're doing. You'll need all the help you can get. And so the commander hands Flash a shield. Is this? The Titus, the fireproof shield? It has protected Legion heroes for generations, and today I can't think of a worthier flank for Natitus to protect. This is kind of cool. And so, like, they, like, clank and good luck, soldier. I have to tell you what my seven-year-old, my, my seven-year-old while watching that today said, that shield, that shield's way too small for him, Dad. It won't cover the fire. I know! <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate, like, looking, like, it, absolutely, <laughs> it is, it's barely bigger than their head. Yeah. I just say, you're, you're right, you're right, Connor, you're right. It, it should be at least as long as their height. It's like the Holy Grail from Indiana Jones. It's not the biggest or the shiniest. It's still wrong. <laughs> it's, it's wrong. Didn't get past the seven-year-old. No. <laughs> So Flash flies over to the dragons, mm -hmm. takes a deep breath. Hey, come and get me, Fire Breath, if you can. And so like he's clanking the shield and like trying to get the attention. And so the dragon's like very, very close, like right behind Flash. And Flash has to take off. While Flash Magnus bravely flew for his life, Commander Ironhoof was able to get his soldiers back. Flash Magnus flew like the wind and there's fire and the shield is protecting him and the shield is burning but he knew he couldn't do this forever luckily he had a plan and so he can see that the ponies which pegasus ponies are typically in charge of the weather of make like weather is created in equestria so they're actually forming a cloud that has lightning striking and it's so there's electricity in this cloud it's uh gathering up and so <laughs> flash magnus starts zooming towards it with the dragons chasing him mm -hmm. he led the dragon straight into a storm that the legion had planted one taste of the lightning and the dragons retreated so the dragons all fly into this cloud. They get they get struck by lightning and they come out all sad, <laughs> which, I, which I really appreciated. I love how we defeat villains on this like, show. Aww. We don't like we don't magically disappear them, especially in the legend stories. They're just like, well, now I'm sad. <laughs> I'll be good now. <laughs> Guess I'll leave the ponies alone. 
And then we, of course, have the very stereotypical action sequence of the other soldiers like, where's Flash? Where's Flash? Mm -hmm. (coughs) Flash Magnus's plan worked. And so then we see like all the cadets are cheering and Flash offers the shield back to the commander and the commander gives it right back. So now the Titus belongs to Flash. Yay. Wow. I did like that ending. Told you. He always inspired me to be my brave and awesome self. Hmm? Hmm. Yeah, I guess he kind of reminds me of you. Shh, you guess? Come on, I'm just like him. <laughs> hey, do you hear that? Uh, I don't hear nothing. Exactly. Those gosh darn flatters are gone. We can get out. And so, like, they try to, like, kick the rock pile. And we hear more rocks fall down. Yep. Whoa. Or not. We're going to have to see if we can get out the other way. You mean, go further into the dark, spooky cave? Scootaloo, just remember the story. Gotta be brave like me and Flash Magnus, okay? So they start walking, and they hear water, and so they start following the water. And if there's flowing water, then, it might lead to the way out. Whoa! Whoa. Okay, on three. One, two, three! Three! And so they all get in, and Rainbow Dash just carries Scootaloo, because Scootaloo's not jumping in. Nope. Woohoo! Yeehaw! And so, like, they go down this water chute, and they come out the other side, and... Huh. Well, what do you know? We found ourselves a shortcut to Winsome Falls. Oh, it's never looked so beautiful. And we just see all these beautiful rainbows. And all these different tiny little waterfalls and this nice patch of grass with trees. And Rarity quickly fashions these little flower crowns that she puts on the kids' heads. We sure are sorry that our camping trip wasn't what we hoped it would be. Are you kidding? This trip is awesome! It is? We got to hear legendary stories and go on an adventure. What, you three want to stay? Of course course we we do. do! We could turn those trees into a nice little shelter. We can get you some big laws and branches and help build it! And I bet we could find some more berries. Come on. I can't wait to see what happens next year. And they all run off to go do their little thing. Yay. And that's the end of this episode. Yeah, this episode's a mess. This this episode (laughs) is so weird. (laughs) Like, the framework is ridiculous. I have have weird feelings about this episode. Uh Uh-oh. Share your weird feelings with us, Diana. Okay. Um, I like the individual stories. Uh Uh-huh. And the only reason I don't call it filler is because there's consequences to these stories later on in the series. Yeah, that's right. This uh, this is going to be important later. Yeah, like all these stories are going to come back later in the series. So like this isn't a throwaway episode, even though it kind of feels that way in the moment. It very much feels like a throwaway episode at points. I was going to ask you both if, if if this was one of those filler episodes. <laughs> the framework is. I I do like that they called back things from a previous episode to like make it have a little bit of weight. Like like this is the framework we're going to give around it, like to give it some context. So like, but it's just like, come on. I think one of one of the things that's going on is they they've done stories like this a lot where they have this piece of lore and they will explain the backstory of the lore mm-hmm. in this quick way. They've done that before where they'll they'll give us the historical context, but then they'll spend an entire episode kind of talking about it or dealing with the actual friendship problems. Mm-hmm. And I think 
they're packing so much story into the season. Yeah. That in this one, they were like, we know we have to establish these story points. Yeah. Oh, let's do a, a, three a and mini-sode. One. Let's do three and one. And I, I think they would have been better served if they had done more one at a time. Because you could do a Rock Hoof episode all by itself and then go visit the Norwegian ponies. Yeah, the, yeah well, I think Rock Hoof is Scottish. It's a Scottish accent, actually. Oh, well, Scandi- Scandinavian ponies Scandinavian or ponies. British Isles ponies would be amazing. Yeah, because there's another episode this season where they do they do another type of legend and they spend the entire episode dealing with it. And it's great. So this is feels very rushed. It's not their best, but it's not their worst. And it's fun. I do like all the legends. What what's what's your favorite legend, Tim? Which one was your favorite? Uh, I liked I liked the Mist Main. OK, I like the aesthetics of Rock Hoof, but I liked the Mist Main story. OK. Yeah, I'm down for Rock Hoof. I'm Rock Hoof, Team Rock Hoof all day. Okay. What about you? <sighs> I like the aesthetics of Rock Hoof. I like the story of Flash Mangus. Excuse me, Flash what? Magnus. Mangus? Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I like his story best, but I love the aesthetics of Rock Hoof because I'm all in on Thor ponies all day long. <laughs> the Thor ponies are amazing. Thor I ponies wanted a whole all day, episode. every day. <laughs> I really wanted a whole episode of Thor ponies. I just want Thor. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's, that's fair. <sighs> but now we have reached that point in the episode. Tim, this is the most important part. So I don't wanna I don't wanna put that pressure on you, but I also don't want to downplay the significance of this choice. Who is our rando pony of the week? Okay. That is a lot of pressure. Um I know. I know. so I have to I have to disqualify Hammer Strike now and here's why. I love the Thor pony. I love the way it looks, but he, there's two strikes against him. One, he's a bully cuz he laughed at the little guy. Fair. Three strikes actually cuz he's a follower because he wasn't the leader of them and he was still a bully. So Fair. he's following the leader Fair. and bullying. And he completely abandoned his people by jumping on a boat when everyone was just waiting on the dock. So it looks like Thor doesn't act like Thor. So uh, disqualified. I feel I, you know, those are very good. Like I was all in it because I know about your, your love of the Thorness. Oh, totally. I was like, you showed, you sent me the picture. I was like, I'm going to choose this one. I, I the same <laughs> thing too. I was like, this is gonna, like, why am I even bothering? This is going to be Tim's choice. But then, <laughs> but then he saw him and was like, but oh, I, no. lo- I, okay. I love it. When a guest chooses an, a different random pony, and your reasoning is so sound, I, well done, Tim. I am. Well, the the pressure was on, so I needed to deliver. You but. did. <laughs> so I'm very proud of you. But you have to you have to watch it. You have to watch it because, like, just looking at the thing, it's so cool. I would want that as like a little figure on my desk. Okay, he's super cool. Yeah, but hey, we will get you Rock Hoof. We can find you, Rock. <laughs> I like, I like Rock. Cool. I like I like underdog stories, and especially when they end up all like beefy and hulked out. You know, <laughs> I need a before and after Rock Hoof. Yeah, before and after, because he didn't let being little stop him. He was gonna try. Uh huh. He's gonna yeah. try. Aww. So peaceful flower. Oh, peaceful flower. Yes. All right. Peaceful flowers are rando pony of the week. Well, Tim, thank you so much for coming and talking ponies with us. Oh, thanks for having me. This was a blast. And then if people want more Tim, where can they find more Tim? Oh, you could probably find me goofing around on Twitter or something uh, at GM Tim D. Uh, and yeah, 
I'm a, I'm a big nerd and I'm a parent, so I'm a big nerd who tells bad jokes. Mm-hmm. Yay! We love your jokes. <laughs> Until next time. Bye, every pony. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah, Apple Blue. (laughs) I swear I've done this before. (laughs) I forgot how to podcast. It's been a minute.